Hello everyone, praise King Jesus. Um, today we're going to talk about endurance. Um, endurance, both in what we suffer in this ordinary life and endurance in, the, in our spiritual life. Because sometimes the devil targets our physical life, our day-to-day -day life, in order to affect our spiritual life. You find that if he attacks, let me say, your family, you can think, ah, how did this happen to me? God doesn't care. And then slowly by slowly, you lose interest in prayer. So enduring, and then also enduring in the spiritual realm whereby we keep up the faith, we keep the anointing, we keep the fire in us burning alive. Um, there are some two Bible verses I've been looking for, but I've kind of failed to find them. But let me give it to you as homework. Those who know them, there one is one says God cannot test you beyond what you can endure. And then the other one, I think God was talking to the children of Israel and He was telling them that I have one thing against you: you do not love me the way you used to love me when you had first received salvation. So He was asking them to go back to the way they used to be when they had first accepted Him. Okay, so when we endure, I talked about anointing earlier. So there are two types of anointing, though this is a special topic, it's supposed to be alone, but let me talk about it. There are two types of anointing. There is the inner anointing and the outer anointing. The inner anointing is between you and your God. It is the anointing, the oil that keeps you and your God. Then the outer anointing is one that connects you and other people that you're bringing to God. Let me give an example of a pastor. The inner anointing is between him and his God when he prays, his relationship with God. And then the outer one is the one he uses while he's preaching, while he's doing ministry that connects people to God. For example, you remember the story of the 10 virgin girls who are waiting for the groom. They had their lamps. They had oil in the lamp. Five had extra oil. Five only had in the lamp. So when this anointing burned out, and then they slept off. Then the groom came. When the groom came, remember we do not know the day or the hour when God is going to, when Jesus is coming back or God is going to come back. So when this outer anointing ran out, time came for Jesus to come, sorry, for the groom to come. And it's the same thing. The story tells us of what will happen. Time came and Jesus came and the groom came. But when the groom came, these five, the ones that the Bible calls foolish, they had run out of their oil because they had only kept this one in the lamp. So some of us keep this anointing whereby we connect other people to God, we preach, we still do the charity and do good things, but then our own has poured. How does it pour? The devil attacks your character. He may attack your normal life and you give up on God. So we are talking about endurance. Don't give up on God whatever, at whatever cost it is. Because you know, let me, okay, let me start reading the Bible. Because I want you to understand that these are not my words. They are God's words. This is what he wants you to know. This is what he's speaking to you. So Ezekiel chapter 18 verses 24 says, But if a righteous person stops doing good and starts doing all the evil, disgusting things that evil people do, will he go on living? No. None of the good he did will be remembered. He will die because of his unfaithfulness and his sins. So that is that tells us that we should continue, we shouldn't give up. Then here, Matthew chapter 12, verses 43. 
when an evil spirit goes out of a person, it travels over dry country looking for a place to rest. If it can't find one, it says to itself, I will go back to my house. So it goes back and finds the house empty, clean and all tidy. So right now, as we've been talking about sacrifice and we start, and we start to leave certain things behind us, certain lifestyles behind us, and then that means we have chased out, let me say, the spirit of immorality. We've chased out the spirit of fornication just all the spirit of drunkenness and all that if that spirit moves around and finds no one else to enter into it comes back so 45 then it goes out and brings along seven other spirits even worse than itself and they come and live there so when it is all over that person is in a worse state than when he was at the beginning this is what will happen to the evil people of this day so if you backslide when these demons come back in you, when those spirits that cause us to sin come back in you, you are worse than how you started. So do not allow to backslide because it is terrible when you backslide. At least hustle to get back to your original position. Hustle to keep the fire burning. Mark chapter 10 verses 28. Yes, um, then Peter spoke up. Look, we have left everything and followed you. He was telling Jesus. Jesus answered, Yes, Jesus said to them, and I tell you that anyone who home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields sorry it was an alarm um um home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and for the gospel will receive much more in this present age. He will receive a hundred times more houses, more brothers, more sisters, more mother, mothers, children, and fields. So he says we shall receive a hundred times more than what we have lost when we faithfully follow him. When we leave everything else for him, you receive a hundred times. But then it adds on the last part says, and persecutions as well. In the age to come, he will receive eternal life. So... In the journey, though we are receiving a hundred times worth more what we have left for Christ, there are persecutions as well. So we should be ready for them. And then John chapter 6 verses 37 says, Everyone whom my father gives me will come to me. I will never, mark the word never, I will never turn away anyone who comes to me. So all of us who come to God, he will never turn us away. He can leave everything else but not us. He's the kind of God that leaves the 99 sheep and looks for the one that is lost. So whenever you lose your way, do not say, ah, I think I'm too unclean. No, that is the devil tricking you to leave God for good. Get back. God always leaves 99 for you, the one, for us, the one that is lost. So do not give up thinking you're too unclean to go back to God. No, always look for your way back to the Father. So here in John chapter 16, verses 33, this was like, me, I call it Jesus' final remarks before leaving the world. He said, I have told you this so that you will have peace by being united to me. The world will make you suffer. But be brave, I have defeated the world. So imagine in his final remarks, he didn't say, the world is full of money. The world is full of beautiful women. The world is full of life. No, he didn't say those things. His final remarks were, the world will make you suffer. He has seen all of it. So sometimes when I'm going through hard situations, I ask myself, have I reached Jesus' extent? When I'm broke, I wonder, have I really reached the way Jesus was? 
And then obviously the answer is always no. We haven't reached the suffering Jesus went through. We haven't reached the hatred he went through because he was the kind of person who did good things for everyone he found. But there were the same people who said, crucify him. So each time I think about it and I'm like, I haven't yet reached Jesus' extent. I'm like, okay, I'm going for a devil. You're, you're lying to me. The situation you have brought, I can handle it. I can go through it because he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. So, and then finally, Revelation chapter 3 verses 15 says, I know what you have done. I know that you are neither cold nor hot. How I wish you were either one or the other. But because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am going to spit you out of my mouth. So, with God, he doesn't want us to be there in between. Yes, I'm saved, but uh, I don't know. When you're half-half, eh? he doesn't like that. You have to decide. You have to choose one of the two. You either choose to be hot or you choose to be cold. Because um, in the final verses of Revelations chapter 22 verses 11 says, Whoever is evil must go on doing evil. And whoever is filthy must go on being filthy. Meaning there is a point where God just gives up and says, gives up and says, if you're filthy, just go on. It is okay. Just go on. There are already people he has already chosen for heaven. Yes, he has prepared that place for all of us. But then there are those he has just given there that if you're filthy, just go on. And then he says, whoever is good must go on doing good. And whoever is holy must go on being holy. So let us choose where we want to fall. And another Bible verse I'm learning to embrace one of these days is Luke chapter 22 verses 31 that says, Simon, Simon, so Simon is no longer there. Today it's Christine who is there and you. Christine, Christine, listen, Satan has received permission to test all of you, to separate the good from the bad, as a farmer separates the wheat from the chaff. But I have prayed for you before we get there. So Jesus knew that these hard trials were going to come our way. Satan had received permission to test the good and the bad. So make sure that situation that comes your way doesn't send you to the bad side, doesn't make it doesn't prove to God that you belong to the bad side. No, let it throw you on the good side. Embrace every temptation in your life, every test to prove to God that you're worthy, that you're faithful. But I have prayed for you, Christine, that your faith will not fail. You hear that? That your faith will not fail. And when you turn back to me, you must strengthen your brothers. That is the purpose why God is strengthening you. Because there are other people you're supposed to bring to him. Okay? Yeah, may God bless you.